back to another thrilling episode of The Truth is Somewhere. Today, we are joined with our co-host, the beautiful Megan. Today, what are we talking about? Today, we are going to talk about Oak Island. Oak Island, ooh. Mm -hmm. So, Oak Island is off the coast of Nova So- Ow. I just don't punch the desk. Squished my hand on the desk. It hurt. Um, Oak Island is off the coast of Nova Scotia in Canada. Okay, it's 140 acres, and there are approximately 360 islands that are pretty much just like Oak Island and Mahoney Bay. But Oak Island is special. Oh, is it special because it has oak trees? Well, no, I think they all have oak trees, but it's special for other reasons. Is it special because it's really big? No. Is it special because it makes a lot of maple syrup? No, <laughs> it's not special for any of those reasons. Okay, what is it special for? Let me start. Okay, okay. please continue. So, it's it's got an incredible mystery. Oh, that's special for its incredible mystery? It's special for its incredible mystery. Okay. And this incredible mystery uh, starts in 1795. That's quite a It spans a long time, so, so buckle in, everybody. We oh, got a boy. lot to cover today. Uh, Daniel McGinnis saw strange lights on the island just off the shore of his parents' house. The teenage boy went to investigate the source of the lights and found a 13-foot circular depression on the forest floor of the island. Okay. And Daniel noticed that many of the oak trees surrounding the depression had been removed. Some accounts say there was a block and tackle, which is like a pulley system, mm -hmm. um, hanging from a tree limb, but others unequivocally deny the presence of the block and tackle, so take okay. that with a grain of salt. It either was there or it wasn't. Okay. But okay. everything else is kind of mysterious anyway, right? Um, Daniel brought two friends back to the island with him the next day, John Smith and Anthony Vaughn. Mm -hmm. And the three boys immediately set to work excavating the site. Okay. So the reason the boys were so excited about the, uh, the finding in... Um, Oak Island. So the reason they were so excited was yeah. because of Nova Scotia's history. Okay. So Nova Lots Scotia's shores were uh, quite close to colonial Boston. Um... And pirates were known to spend a lot of time among the islands of, of Mahoney Bay. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. Mostly between 1690 and 1730. Shiver me booty. Mm-hmm. The islands were unpopulated and provided natural resources for the pirates to fix and restock their ships. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the remote and isolated locations provided the perfect hiding place for treasure. That's surprising. Uh, most talk about pirates is more south, which makes sense because the weather is more favorable for seafaring adventures you don't sure. have to carry as much um you don't have to have the same amount of supplies to keep mm -hmm. you warm but boston was like a hubbub essentially yeah. like it was a like hubbub? a hubbub like there was yeah. a lot of hubbub about boston. what's like, all the hubbub you mean <laughs> it was a hub <laughs> was, well no i literally met hubbub okay there was a lot like there was a lot going on in boston so would you and say so, it was a hubbub hub yes it was a hubbub hub it was a oh. hubbub 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 that's a lot of hubbubbubs. <laughs> yeah. Hubbubbub. Um, so that that was the reason credited for um, pirates hanging out in that general area. Uh, so, where was I? Oh yeah, uh, it was a good hiding place for treasure. Yeah. And Captain William Kidd admitted to burying his treasure in that area before he was captured in 1699. Okay. Um, so about two feet down, the boys found a layer of flagstone. So they pulled up the layer of flagstone and they found more dirt. Just more dirt. More dirt. So dirt. they continued to dig, following the walls of the previous hole. Mm -hmm. And the pit had shrunk down to only seven feet in diameter. So it was, I think it was 13 before. Now it's only okay. seven. So it's like conical, I guess, mm -hmm. kind of. Um, and the boys could make out the impressions of pickaxes along the walls. So you could see where it was done oh, before. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, when the boys reached a depth of 10 feet, they found a layer of rotting wood. And the wood spanned the width of the hole, creating a platform. Mm -hmm. And the ends of the planks had been driven into the sides of the hole and were secure. So, like, it made a yeah. platform. Like, it was a I secure see. platform. Yeah, yeah. Um, the boys removed the planks only to find two feet of air and then more soil. So they continued to dig into the pit to a depth of 20 feet, where they wow. once again found a wooden platform. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they had to have brought a ladder. Because I don't know how they're... I don't know. They had to keep getting... I mean, think about it, 20 feet. That's a lot. 
Doesn't sound, I mean, yeah, initially you're like, yeah, 20 feet, that doesn't sound like a whole lot, but that's a lot. That is a lot. I don't know. I don't know what they did. I don't know if they, like, stuck their feet in the pickaxe holes. I don't know. Probably a ladder. Or a rope. This is, or maybe, yeah, rope. Probably climbed up a rope. Sense. Um, so they find another wooden platform at 20 feet. Mm-hmm. They removed those planks and again found only dirt. And at this point, the boys gave up. Oh. And they went home. And then they returned weeks later. Okay. Came back weeks later, armed with pickaxes and shovels. Like, they're going to get down to a business. I mean, it sounds like there's something down there, yeah. so. So they tunneled down 10 more feet and found another platform. Yeah. Uh, they room the, removed this platform and tunneled down approximately five more feet before finally admitting defeat. They were like, this is too much for us. What? We're just three teenage boys. We can't get Yeah, that. That, that is the best time to keep going. Don't quit. You're able-bodied. Yeah, uh-huh. right? So John Smith, who was one of the three boys, ends up purchasing the plot of land that contains the pit. And uh, I'm not sure. Sh- I think the name is Simeon, but it might be Simon. How is it spelled? S-I-M-E-O-N. S I. Where's it on your notes? Simone. I guess it could be Simone. Anyways. Whatever. Simon. We're gonna call him Simon. Yeah. Simon Linz, a relative to the Vaughn family, joined the hunt for the treasure. Okay. Linz then enlisted the help of Colonel Robert Archibald and Captain David Archibald and Sheriff Thomas Harris, and the four of them formed the Onslow Company, whose sole purpose was to recover the Oak Island treasure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, in the summer of 1804, the Onslow Company began excavating the pit once more. Mm-hmm. So, this is where my research gets a little hairy. Because, remember what we just talked about. Um, the boys dug down an initial 10 feet on yeah. the platform. Another 10 feet to 20 feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, another platform. They left. They came, came back. back. They dug another 10 feet. 30 feet. Uh-huh. Uh, find another platform. Remove the platform. Dig five more feet. So, now they're at 35 feet, right? Yeah. Um, they give up. Uh-huh. That description puts us at 35 feet. Mm-hmm. The description that the Onslow's company's first excavation says that after the first 25 feet, they were digging into unexplored territory. So, the rest of this entire thing that I'm going to talk about is going to go based off of what they recorded, because I think it's possible that the boys maybe, like... Didn't understand how far they were digging. Or, like, Big Fish story. Sure, sure. Um, so everything from here on out goes based off of this original company's findings. I mean, it sounds like they would probably be, uh, a company would probably have a better record. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So, they are at 25 feet. They are now digging into unexplored territory. Okay. Um, at 30 feet, the Onslow excavators find another wood platform. Mm-hmm. And this platform had remnants of charcoal scattered across it. Yeah. Uh, the crew removed the platform dug down 10 more feet and found yet another platform. Um, This time, they noticed a sap-like substance between the seams of the planks, so now, like, they're using a sealant. Okay. So the last one there was charcoal all over the place. Now there's a sealant. So the company's thinking, like, oh, we're getting closer because they're, like, protecting it better. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Um... So they remove those planks, and they dig another 10 feet, and they find more planks! More planks. So more how planks. far are they down now? Uh, Based 30, off of the... 40, 50? 50, 50, 50 feet? 50 feet, okay. Mm-hmm. Half um, a blue whale. <laughs> yeah. So this time, the planks were scattered with the fibers of coconut shells. Um, this is important to note because coconuts aren't or native not. to Canada. No way. Uh-uh. <laughs> um, so the men reasonably assumed that the fibers came from the Caribbean. That would make sense. And had been used on a ship to protect valuable cargo, because that was something that was, like, pirates were known to do, was use the fibers of coconuts to, like, protect um, okay. valuable and, like, breakable cargo. Uh-huh. Uh, um, kind of like fluff? Yeah, like fluff. Exactly. It's like packing peanuts for pirates. Uh-huh. I have a feeling I know where this story's gonna go. They're gonna keep digging and keep finding more planks. That's just my thought. Okay, well, let me finish Sorry the story. Sorry for theorizing. Jeez. You, can, you okay. can just... Nod and say, okay, and keep going, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, the the uh, the presence of the the coconut fluff mm-hmm. uh, indicated to the crew that what was buried in the pit was likely highly valuable. Okay. And this was at 60 feet. I'm sorry. Okay, at we're at feet. 60 feet We're now. at 60 feet. Um, so they dig another 30 feet. Okay. Removing two more wooden platforms mm-hmm. befind- before finding a square-cut stone tablet. Interesting. Mm-hmm. This is at the bottom. 
No, not the bottom oh, yet. Okay. They just happened to find this, like, in the middle. Wow, okay. The stone contained an inscription of strange symbols consisting of dots, lines, and arrows. So code of some sort. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until the 1860s that Professor James Leitchie was able to translate the symbols using a simple cipher. Wow, so almost... 60 years almost later, 60 pretty years much. later, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's some debate about this fact, but it is widely regarded as true. Uh-huh. And the translation that Professor Leitchi came up with was, 40 feet below, 2 million pounds are buried. Oh, 2 million pounds. Mm-hmm. I wonder if... I wonder if they're referring to a pound as currency. I don't know. Or if like pounds, pounds of, of treasure. Pounds of weight, yeah. yeah. Um, so they continue to dig. Expecting to go another 10 feet before finding anything else, Mm -hmm. just like normal. But at 98 feet, they found their next wooden platform. So two feet early, next wooden platform. That's interesting. I wonder how accurate they are. I mean, maybe they have a big, I I don't know, I guess maybe with a rope. Rope probably marked off every every foot or probably every 10 feet. And then they realized, hey, this didn't reach all the way to the next one. Measured out two feet. Yeah. Okay, so they're at 98 feet. Mm-hmm. So they punch a crowbar through the logs to make sure there was nothing directly beneath the platform. Are there logs this time? Planks. Planks. Sorry. Okay. Planks. Okay. Um, and then retired for the night. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, when they returned, they found sixty-three feet of water in the pit. Did it rain? Nope. It was a trap. That's what they think. Ah. So the team immediately set to work with buckets to empty the pit. However, oh. the pit never seemed to drain. Okay, so it's connected to some water. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were logs that were written by Colonel Robert Archibald that noted that the pit was sophisticated and seemed to consistently refill the water that was taken out. Mm -hmm. The company believed that the pit had been specifically engineered to fuck with people who sought the treasure. He didn't say that. That's my own words. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is interesting. Yeah, right? The Onslow company hired Carl Mosher, who had a mechanical pump, Mm -hmm. logical, to clear the water. The pump appeared to work until it reached the depth of 90 feet. And broke down. Oh. Yep. So the water filled back up. Uh-huh. And the company chose to walk away and regroup for a while. Okay. That makes sense. So that was all in 1804. In 1805, they come back and begin to excavate a tunnel parallel to the pit. Makes sense. Sound. Sound choice. They plan to dig to a depth of 110 feet, which they assumed would be past the water trap. Mm-hmm. And then would dig over to the pit to get the treasure. So like a horizontal tunnel. Okay. To the pit. Unfortunately, the new tunnel filled with water at just 12 feet. Oh. Yep. So they didn't even get very far. Nope, they didn't. So the Onslow Company completely depleted of resources, admitted defeat, and they disbanded. Okay. So for almost 40 years after that, the pit lays underwater. And in 1845, Anthony Vaughn, you'll remember him because he Mm -hmm. was one of the original three, formed the Truro Company with six other men, including Simon Lynn's brother, Dr. David Barnes Lynn's. The Truro Company did not begin their expedition until 1849, and uh, they managed to drain the water down to 86 feet, but the next day it had mysteriously raised back up to 60 feet. So they decide to build a platform over the mouth of the pit and used a hand-operated auger to remotely probe the depths of the pit. Okay. They made contact with roughly six inches of spruce at 98 feet, followed by the typical pocket of air. And they expected to find another wooden platform in roughly nine feet. And what they encountered was four inches of oak followed by six inches of spruce followed by seven feet of clay. All right. So this change in platform construction excites the crew. Mm -hmm. They feel like, oh, they're getting more protective. Like there's more in between now. Sure. Um, uh, In addition to that, when they pulled the auger back up, they found three small links of gold chain attached to it. Oh. So they found treasure. Yeah. So they send the auger back into the pit. Okay. And this time they get to 114 114 feet of depth, where they found another platform including oak and more coconut fibers, but no gold this time. No gold. As they started to probe more and more with the auger, crew members began to act strangely. It is well accounted that the fourth time they brought up the auger, the foreman, James Pitlato, wiped dirt off of an object that came up with the auger. He then slipped the object into his pocket, and he left the island and severed all ties with the Truro Company. Okay, but nobody knows what he put in his pocket? Nobody knows what he put in his pocket. But later, Pitlato then applied for a license to conduct his own excavation on Oak Island. Okay. Uh, they were granted a permit to explore only, quote, ungrate- un- 
ungrated and unoccupied lands, which meant that the pit was off limits because someone owned the land. Sure. So he can excavate the pit. Um, Piplato ends up disappearing after this, and we don't know what he went, where he went, or what the object he pocketed was. But we can assume reasonably that whatever it was was valuable, because why else would he have why pocketed have it, that, and yeah. then why else would he have applied for a permit to go? Excavate? Is this also just hearsay? Maybe. No, it's like well documented. Like people saw him do this. Okay. And then obviously, like it's well documented that he applied for this permit because it sure. was granted, and there's a historical sure. documents to back that up. Um. So the Truro Company left the island for the cold season and returned in the summer of 1850. Mm-hmm. They chose to build a parallel shaft, but the new shaft filled with water before they could reach their intended depth. And as they worked to empty the water, they realized that the water was salty and that the level rose and fell with the tides. Okay. Mm-hmm. They then discovered that the southern portion of the island shore was man-made. Okay. So mm-hmm. so there is some connected... Uh... Yes. There's some connected. You were right. Yeah. So I'm wondering... We really great if this is all just to, to fuck with someone, to fuck with people. That would be pretty great. This would be that would be pretty great that someone just made this whole thing just to be like, Haha, I made you waste your time because yeah. it took me ten years to make this, and it's taken you, mm-hmm. you know, a long time now at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Continue. So. They built a temporary rock dam on Smith's Cove, which was the southern portion of the island shore. Uh-huh. And the new dam revealed to them remnants of an old dam, as well as five vent openings. Okay. Uh, so they traced the shafts of the vent openings back to the shore and tried to determine if the vents converged into one point before they continued to the pit. Mm-hmm. And they discovered that the vents did merge. And the team then determined that they needed to obstruct the connecting piece of the vents. And it took the team only two tries to find the connecting vent before they successfully managed to wedge wood pilings into the shaft. Oh, that's good. Right. So this prevented further flooding of the pit. Unfortunately, the pit still seemed to mysteriously refill every time they tried to empty it. So that means there's another shaft. Somewhere. So I'm interested if this mystery hasn't been solved yet, what's keeping people from going back there doing it now. But continue. Mm-hmm. They admitted defeat and disbanded the company in 1851. Okay. Second company. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Second company. They're done. So now, 10 years later, in 1861, a new company was formed, the Oak Island Association. Uh They made an agreement to give the property owner, Anthony Graves, one-third of all the findings. So if they found treasure, he gets a third of it. Uh Um, They managed to clear that pit down to 88 feet and dug two sister tunnels down to 118 feet and 120 feet. Mm -hmm. They began to work their way horizontally to the money pit from the 118-foot tunnel. Just one foot from the money pit, the access tunnel flooded. Well, yeah, that makes sense. It would have flooded. Why wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. I know. Makes sense to me, too. Yeah, but why did Didn't it? Didn't make sense to them. I yeah. don't know. Like, you, you're you going to open up where all the water is, mm-hmm. right? So the association attempted to use a pumping gin to drain the shaft, but failed. So uh-huh. then they tried to dig horizontally from the 120-foot tunnel, and this access tunnel also flooded just feet from the money pit. So I would imagine this at this point, it's going to be really hard not to get these to flood. Even if you pump out the water the soil is soaked Mm -hmm. so it's going to release a lot of that water that's that's my thought i mean i don't know i'm not a uh geologist i imagine that's the field that would know that best but that's a thought of mine Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean that makes sense to me i don't know it just seems like flooding is going to be a constant issue it does seem nowadays like it seems like you might be able to get some divers down there yeah that's true it does seem like you could do that except right. i think tight quarters maybe um the association then brought in surveyors to determine the cause of the flooding mm-hmm. that makes sense unfortunately there was a large crash before water began to flood the tunnel thankfully the surveyors made it out alive and the timbering installed to support the sides of the money pit had collapsed below 30 feet of the opening. I don't think I told you that they called it the money pit. No. That's what they decided to name it. It's okay. the money pit. Okay. I think it's a double entendre because I think... You sink money into it. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously there's treasure buried beneath it, but it also, like, nobody's finding anything and they're spending ridiculous amounts of money to yeah. excavate this thing. Um. So... Surveyors make it out alive... The walls are collapsing mm-hmm. um, below 30 feet of the opening. So they only have 30 feet. And then everything below that started to collapse. Wow. So it collapses and the bottom of the tunnel gives way. And it makes a depth of 112 feet, which is further down than anybody's gotten before. But it's well, because it collapsed. Yeah. Um, 
So the collapse released debris that floated to the top, and all of the debris uh, was in agreement with what previous excavations had found renewing the excitement of the team. So they okay. had, like, uh, boards to float up that had, like, holes drilled in them from augers. Uh-huh. And, um, like, coconut shavings and stuff float up. Okay. Um... So the association then brings in a cast iron pump and steam engine to pump out the water from the pit. Mm-hmm. In the fall, a boiler exploded and killed one operator and injured several others. Uh, but the association still continued to work at the site for the next four years. And in 1866, they too admitted defeat and disbanded the association. Okay. Did it say how far down they got? Mm, no. The furthest that was uh, marked was 112. Okay. Um. So, in 1890, a half-ounce copper coin was discovered on Oak Island. Though it did not come from the money pit, it was a sign that something was definitely there. So, in 1893, Frederick Blair and S.C. Fraser incorporated the Oak Island Treasure Company in the state of Maine. So, they're Americans. Yes. Uh, They paid a $30,000 lease that gave them exclusive rights to any treasure found on the property for three years. Wow. Okay. So, they better work fast. Yeah. So they were unable to secure enough money for a pump, but they began to excavate in earnest anyway in Mm -hmm. 1895. Unfortunately, they were excavating an auxiliary shaft, not the pit itself, and that shaft filled with water at 55 feet. And basically a huge series of mishaps follows this team until March 26th, 1987, when a man named Maynard Kaiser fell to his death when a pulley that was hoisting him out of a pit broke. Oh, that's not good, so he fell. Yep. Wait, wouldn't he have fallen into water, though? Yeah, but how far did he fall into water? Sure, learned a pencil tie. <laughs> you don't know that when you fall and the pulley breaks and it comes out of nowhere. Well, you think he would have been trained for that. Whatever. Um, Just a thought. So no, we didn't train back then. No. At this point... No. At this point, crew members are convinced that the treasure is cursed or protected by asshole ghosts, and several refuse to descend into the pit. Okay. Makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Somebody died. So in June of 1897, the Oak Island Treasure Company chooses to drill into the pit as teams before them had. So they've got an auger again. Okay. They made it to 126 feet where they encountered a five-inch layer of oak and then a solid iron surface. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's impressive. They moved the drill one foot over and passed through layers of soft stone, oak, and some sort of loose, loose pieces of metal. And at 153 feet, the auger came into contact with the solid iron surface again. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, the debris extracted from the auger were sent to a courthouse in Amherst, Nova Scotia. There, Dr. A.E. Porter found a piece of parchment with the letters V.I. written on one side of the material. Harvard University was able to verify its authenticity. Uh-huh. And the team later discovered that the flood tunnels connected to various points around the island, but not Smith Bay, as the Truro Company had assumed. Oh. So those vents were, like, a dummy. Yeah. It's actually interesting what they did because they um, they poured dye into the pit, uh-huh. like colorful dyes, and then they stationed people all around the island to watch for the color to wash out. Oh, that's cool. And it was like all around the island. Wow. Except for the place where they had thought it was. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that maybe got mucked up, though, because that's where they thought it was coming from. You think at this point they would have... Um... I don't know. Just you think they would have found where those holes were by now? I guess no one's going down in the water. They're no one's going down, down yeah, there. Just... That, which sucks because that letter could have very easily been like, "Congratulations, here you've made it this far. So here's how to continue." Mm-hmm. You know. Sure, it could have been. I guess. I didn't but I imagine you that. would have ruined it at this point already. Yeah. It probably, uh, if if this was a pirate, mm-hmm. um, quite impressive. First off, big iron. Yeah. Uh, spots big i mean uh walls doors floors Mm -hmm. if you will uh that's pretty impressive you would have had to have paid someone to make all of that yeah uh because making that on the spot you'd have to pay somebody and then sailed it there yeah because making it on the spot is pretty ridiculous unless makes this a mystery unless they unless there was some big iron doors on a fort that they stole no, that kind of makes like, sense, actually. that's perfect. We'll use those for our, our trap. And this guy's had this in his mind for a long time. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Um, so the Oak Island Treasure Company changes its name to Old Gold Salvage and Wrecking Company in 1909. Mm-hmm. And also in 1909, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who held an interest in Oak Island even when he was president, came and worked for the company on Oak Island. There's pictures of him on Oak Island. It's pretty cool. And, like, I guess there were letters he wrote when he was president talking about it. Like, he still 
huh. thought that there was treasure there. Which is super interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, so in 1936, a steel magnate named Gilbert Hedden purchased the east side of the island and made a deal with the owner of the money pit. Mm-hmm. So in 1937, they borrowed, uh, they burrowed down an auxil- auxiliary hole and found a miner's oil lamp with whale oil in it. Okay. And unexploded dynamite at 65 feet. But we don't know if that came from, like, a previous expedition. That's, That's the true. one thing I will say. We don't know that that had anything to do with the person who buried the... Because it's an auxiliary hole. Uh-huh. We have no idea if it has anything to do with the actual muddy pit or if it came from previous yeah. excavators. So I will just put that out there. Um, at 93 feet, they found clay putty, which had never been seen on the island before. So that's kind of mm. interesting. At 114 feet, the team found an intersecting tunnel measuring 3 feet 10 inches wide by 6 feet 4 inches tall. Okay. This tunnel was lined with hemlock planks and is believed to be one of the original flood tunnels. Oh. So they found one. That's pretty cool, right? One of the flood tunnels. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it was dry? Yeah. So something, maybe something collapsed somewhere. Okay. Um, Hedden put an end to his excavation in 1938 after spending more than $50,000. Okay. That was a lot back then. Yeah. Uh, so naturally, such an intriguing mystery generates some stories. Of course. Uh, one particular story claimed that the treasure would remain evasive until seven people died while looking for it. Oh. So at this point in my telling, we have two dead. Two dead, yeah, yeah. So fast forward to 1960. Mm-hmm. Former stuntman Robert Restall started his own excavation on the Money Pit after a years-long obsession with it. Okay. In July, the Money Pit had less water in it than it had had in decades, and Restall moved his entire family to the island. Wow. Yeah. They lived like pioneers, like they lived in little cabins that didn't have electricity or anything. That's cool. And their whole family, like, focused on excavating this money I see pit. the look on your face, like, God, that's so horrible. And I'm like, that's cool. No. That's so cool. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. In Canada, in Nova Scotia, where yeah, it Yeah, I know. All the time. Half the people speak French. God, no. Gad. <laughs> no. 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 Uh, Gad, no. <laughs> so, for five years, the Ristals spend their entire lives chasing the fabled treasure in the money pit. Okay. And then on August 17th, 1965, Ristal and his son were digging a new tunnel on one of the beaches, and noxious gas emanated from the new shaft, and Ristal lost consciousness and fell into the shaft. Oh. Yeah. So his son Bobby witnessed this, ran to the edge of the shaft, and fell victim to the gas as well. Oh, so did they both die? Mm-hmm. Oh, It hey, gets worse. There's four. It gets worse. Oh, when's mama coming? No. Mama's not. Mama's too far away. Oh, okay. Like, she saw the whole thing happen, oh. but she was too far away. But there were two nearby workers that also rushed in to help them and met the same fate. So that puts them at six. 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 six One steps. more. Come on, yeah. Mama, get in there. Jesus. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, that's not nice. Hey, look, if seven's a toll, she just lost her family. Well, that's true. The, the least she could do is die for the rest of us, right? It's tragic. She'll be, I mean, yes, it's tragic, but don't you think it'd be less tragic than saying, the whole, you say, the whole family dies, and you go, Oh, that really sucks. Well, I think there were other but it, kids. Okay, well, you know, back then you might be right. Yeah. Was it 1950? 1965. Okay, 1965. But I think there were other kids. Maybe, but it, I mean, they could raise themselves. No, they can't. Stop hey, that. you know, who knows? How old are they? No, stop it. Put a kid in there, then. <laughs> You're the worst. We need to get to seven, right? <laughs> yeah, that's Yeah, look, that's I'm, looking the, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the, uh, at the end. You're looking at the end game. Yeah. You don't care who you step on to get there. No, I'm not stepping on anyone. Oh, okay. I'm looking I'm looking for this ancient, uh, crazy pirate Aztec treasure. You heard it here. If we are ever near the money pit, he's throwing me in. Wait, I did not say that. That's <laughs> very much what it. you're implying. No, no, no. Like, sacrifice for the greater good. No, no, no. Not, not yeah, yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but some arbitrary... Mother of children. Maybe I have to. Maybe I have to die. You have to make the ultimate sacrifice. Maybe I do, so that the <laughs> world can move on. With treasure. Yeah. Okay. So where were we? Where were we? Um. Four people just died. That's where we were. Yeah, it's pretty tragic. Four people died. So after Ristal's death, Robert Dunfield takes over, mm-hmm. and he uses heavy equipment to dig out a 140-foot deep by 100-foot wide crater from the money pit. He just comes in with, like, a cat and is like, fuck it. Yeah, just dig Let's down. Let's dig this thing out. Let's just get it out. Yeah. 
Um, so Strong his, arm it. his crew only finds fragments of porcelain dishes in the first season, and mm-hmm. they fought erosion caused by heavy rains. Makes sense. So by November of 1965, Dunfield had already spent $60,000 on his expedition. 60000 Yeah. In how long? Like five months. Okay. Yeah. I mean, to today's standards, that's that's nothing. If a business spends $60,000 in six months, that's regular business. A big business, maybe. Yeah, you know, a medium-ish big business. Like, mm-hmm. Walmart spends more than that. Oh, for sure. Um... So Dunfield spent $60,000 on that, that six-ish months. Mm-hmm. In January of 1966, Dunfield demanded that the pit be filled back in to create a base for a new drilling campaign. Oh, uh-huh. so that they could... So that now they were like, you screwed it up, man. <laughs> you screwed it up. We were drilling, and now there's a big hole, and we can't get any equipment in there. I don't know. You know what we should do? We need to send... We need, we need our listeners mm-hmm. to all send... Our president Trump, oh, Jesus. a letter that says, "Fuck the wall, dig the hole." Yeah, like find out what's on this island. Fuck the wall di- in Canada that has nothing to do with us. Start a war. Canada will pay for it. Oh yeah, Canada will pay for Canada it. Canada will pay. They're for so it. nice. They yeah. don't say no to anything. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck the wall, dig the hole. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, there's money there. I mean, money talks, right? Right, right. Yeah, at least to our president, that's what matters. A little bit. Oh, that's just sad. Fuck the wall, dig the hole. Mm-hmm. So Dunfield's going back to, like, what other people have done. He's gonna okay. drill. He's gonna drill. Sure, sure. Um, uh, so the, his drilling campaign uncovers a wooden platform at 140 feet, and then a 40-foot chamber of air, which 40? is different. Yeah. That's... Significantly different. I mean, that's a huge... That's a pit. Mm-hmm. That's a... A pit, pit inside of a I'm pit. wondering how he knew. I heard you like pits inside your pits. I heard you like pits inside your pits. Yeah. I wonder if that's supposed to be a setup to where people might dig and fall. Thinking like, about the time pull period. Out the, they pull out the, like, the planks and then suddenly they're like, like, oh, fuck. Get out underneath them. Yeah. Or... What's impressive is that, well, I mean, I guess those planks only have to withhold, withstand so much dirt. Mm-hmm. Because there, there would be other planks holding other levels of dirt. But if you think about it, that could have been a lot of dirt that it was all holding. Yeah, if it had eroded around the sides. Sure. I don't know. Not sure. Um, so this 40-foot chamber of air is followed by bedrock. That's interesting. Yeah. Isn't that super That's, that's like strange. the bottom. Yeah. That's normally the bottom. The yeah. bottom. Uh, so the core samples were sent to University of Southern California to undergo chemical analysis. Uh-huh. Dunfield kept the results confidential, so we don't know what the analysis said, but he announced intentions to do more large-scale drilling on the main tunnel. So something interesting came back in that And analysis. this was out of the main tunnel, that there was yeah. that 40-foot... But, and they still haven't drained it. No. So I would imagine what's happening... Oh, I would have loved to have seen that, because they're digging these holes, and then suddenly it would just be explosions of water as air is coming up. Just this crazy explosion of water. That's true, I hadn't thought about that, that it would, like, create geysers, essentially. Yeah. I didn't think about that. It's interesting, because it wasn't, like, mentioned. Well, I I imagine... It's not not important. It's not really important. What's important is that the fact that that water would have gone... Yeah. Filled that in, right? That's true. Probably would have made a pretty cool sound, too. Probably. Much like the noises I have been making. (sighs) Probably just like the noises you made. Just like the noises. Um... So has have they dug further? There's been a couple of other expeditions, mm-hmm. but nothing more than very old iron nails dating back to the 1790s have been found, and that could have been from the teenage Absolutely. boys. It could have yeah. been from anything. Um, so what's at the bottom of the money pit? Gravel. Bedrock. Bedrock. Uh, to this day, we still don't know what's at the bottom of the See, money pit. Here's the thing. Nobody's figured it out. Yeah, because I feel like they've ruined... They ruined it. Mm-hmm. Because when they flooded it... Well, because it was supposed to flood. It was supposed... Yeah, but... So, here's my thought. It was booby-trapped. It was booby-trapped. And I'm willing to bet that had... Had, say, it was built by a pirate. Whoever, mm-hmm. whoever built it, had they gone back... And dug it out, they would have known how to counter their traps. Well, that's true. Right? Because I'm willing to bet the idea is 
if it if someone else finds this and someone else digs this up, if I can't have it, no one can have it. Mm-hmm. Right? It's gone. Sure. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if the auger dug up maybe some little gold trinket, mm-hmm. something uh, something worth a lot. Right? That's why the guy stuck it in his pocket and ran away. Just as a like, hey, here's a little here's a little bit more of a taunt. Keep digging, uh-huh. so that way maybe you'll you'll trigger something else, you know. Uh, and they even said there was a piece of paper that auger probably destroyed, shredded the, rest, shredded of that. the yeah. rest of that, and scattered the remains of it, so that nothing else could be found except for that one little piece that said "bi" on it. Who knows mm-hmm. what it said? Uh, but I, I don't know. I do think it's kind of funny to think that maybe it's just down there to mess with people. That is not one of the theories that I'm going to discuss. I think that if they if they hit a 40-foot pit, mm-hmm. I am willing to believe that's the bottom. Maybe sure. not, but with as far down as they are, the odds of hitting the bottom become more and more likely. Sure. And I think a 40-foot pit is big enough to make me believe that there's a chance they hit the bottom. And, I mean, gold doesn't float. Yeah, just because they hit the bottom doesn't mean there's nothing there, though. Yeah. Because they, they could were have using hit a pit. an auger. For all we know, it was a 40-foot pit, but how wide was that? Mm-hmm. Was it wide enough for people to get in Something there and like walk around? Feet. Has anyone ever swam down to the bottom of it? Not that I know In of. scuba gear? Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like now would be a good time. Now with the technology we have, yeah. I guarantee you. There was, a, there was a, like, a reality documentary TV show on, like, National Geographic or Discovery Channel or mm-hmm. History Channel. Something. One of those, like... Um, about this and, like, these guys who live on the island now, like, modern times, who are trying to come, like, figure out the bottom of this mystery, and it's still, like, it's still a prevalent mystery, which is crazy to me. Yeah, I just, I really think that it's, it's someone, maybe put their, their treasure down there, Mm -hmm. and just wanted to fuck with anyone that wanted to try to take it. Sure. Do you want to hear the theories about what the treasure is? Yeah, I do. Okay. Obviously, the most common one is Pirate's Booty. Pirate's Booty. Pirate's Booty. Um, people believe that it's probably Captain Kidd's treasure, because uh, he claimed to have buried treasure in that general area of mm-hmm. that bay. Sure. Um, but and he was also mentioned at the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. But yeah. some people also believe that Blackbeard buried his treasure there. Okay. Because Why? Blackbeard stirs up some controversy, I think. Ooh, because everybody the most knows famous that Blackbeard. Mm-hmm. Blackbeard is the most famous pirate for like a year. I mean, that's how long he pirated. Before. I know, but he's still, like, one of the most famous yeah. pirates in the world. Most pirates like, didn't pirate That's what we know. Then. Yeah. Um, others believe that the treasure on Oak Island actually belongs to the French, and that it was hidden there during the French and Indian War, or the Seven Years' War that happened right after the French and Indian War. Why, though? I'm getting there. Oh, please. There are two prevailing schools of thought on this one. The first, that during the six-week siege of 1758, the French managed to slip their riches past the invading British vessels and then deposited the riches in the money pit to protect it. Okay. That's a lot of effort for hiding. Mm-hmm. The other is that the 1758 British attack led the French to believe that they needed a safer place for the riches, and thus they built the complicated vault on Oak Island and deposited their riches there. Okay. That's... I. And then they subsequently lost all history of it. I, I don't... Guess. I don't... Or they came back and they got it. That's why no one's found anything. Yeah, but then they just filled it in exactly as it was and left a few trinkets here or there? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I don't know. What it's was... a theory. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's a very good one. Okay. <laughs> um, some people... Then you're really going to hate this one. Oh, you're sure. going to hate this one. I'm going to hate it. Some people zero in on that little piece of parchment with the VI on it. Mm-hmm. So this conspiracy includes another conspiracy. Oh. And that's that Shakespeare didn't actually write all those plays. <sighs> and that... You know what? I... I've heard this conspiracy before. Mm-hmm. Oh. I have. Okay. Yeah, go All right. on. Um, some people believe that Shakespeare was not educated or worldly enough to have written the place, uh-huh. but there was a person during the same time period that would have had the education and knowledge to write the place, and that was Sir Francis Bacon. Mm-hmm. But Bacon was a scientist, scholar, philosopher, and statesman, and would have been embarrassed to be labeled as a lowly playwright, so he signed the credit over to Shakespeare. Oh. So what does that have to do with the little piece of parchment? Please... Some people think that the pit contains documents that will prove that Bacon wrote all the plays. Uh, great. So you did a big, you created a big pit for this? Mm-hmm. That just seems... Like, why would he go so far out of his way to cr- hide the fact that he wrote Shakespeare's I mean, don't plays? get me wrong. Absolutely. I'm willing to bet digging this out is 
way more complicated exponentially more complicated uh than originally digging the pit sure and putting it all back in like Mm -hmm. that i think hands down is pretty obvious that this is a nightmare to dig up as it was intended to be but that is a whole lot of work i mean how far 200 Mm -hmm. feet something like that something like 200 feet that they had to dig down and then fill back in with planks and and just imagine creating a 40 foot hole and having creating a pit and then having to build a floor under your feet Mm -hmm. like how do you think they did that in the 1700s rope yeah sure someone's dangling there Mm -hmm. like that's that's the only thing i can think of yeah putting in these planks digging out a little bit Mm -hmm. like just doesn't seem yeah, it's, it seems really far-fetched for it to just be about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on. Some people believe that the translation of the symbols on the stone is wrong. Um, those people believe the rock actually says, quote, The people shall not forget the Lord to offset the hardships of winter, and the onset of plague of Aerith, he shall pray to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And this was translated by Harvard zoology professor and founder of Epigraphic Society of America, Dr. Barry Felt. Okay. So, he studied ancient and foreign languages while getting his schooling to become a zoologist, and he found that many cultures had contact with each other as their languages had similarities, and he claimed that the ancient civilizations of Africa, Asia, and Europe had regular contact with the Americas far before Columbus ever got lost and randomly stumbled upon North America. Um, sure. Which I actually... You don't think that there was contact before Columbus? No. Between... No. Leif Erikson! Yeah, who tried to land in the Americas and was brutally murdered. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that there maybe wasn't contact. Okay, sure. I'll give you. Uh, okay, I was I was like considering like established contact where people had communication with one another. Other than that, no. Why don't I believe that maybe some people, some other people, stumbled upon the Americas? Sure. And maybe tried to settle here. Mm-hmm. Died. Maybe didn't die. Maybe they got absorbed into. Uh, the natives. Whatever tribes were here. Yeah, yeah, but I think otherwise, uh, there wasn't, like, some big communication. Okay. Well, anyway. According to Fell, the money pit, what? The money pit? The money pit and the stone tablet were created by Coptic Christians, uh-huh. which were a group rooted in Egypt. Um, unfortunately, it's impossible to know what the stone actually said. Uh, both Dr. Fell and Professor Lychee used, uh, depictions of the symbols on the stone, Neither of them actually saw the stone in real life, and the stone disappeared around 1930 and remains missing to this day. Oh, so so. the stone ever actually exist? I don't know. It's documented that it did, so I imagine it did. Um, A similar theory claims that in 1114 AD, a small collection of devout Christians formed a group to help safeguard the pilgrims' passage to the Holy Land. The group was later called the Knights Templar. Uh Uh-huh. Um, they were known to have amassed a lot of wealth, and some even believe they found the Holy Grail while in Jerusalem. Mm. But on Friday the 13th, 1307, King Philippe IV and France, uh, of France and Pope Clement V decided to abolish the Knights Templar uh, and arrested hundreds of their members. It is said that they did this in order to, uh, like, steal the massive wealth of the Knights. Okay. Um, those who had not been arrested worked... Uh, to load the riches that they had amassed onto a ship. No one knows where that vessel went. Like, it's documented that they did this, though. Mm-hmm. But no one knows where they ended up. Um, some people think that they traveled to Scotland, where they weren't being persecuted. And to evade further persecution, the knights formed a secret society imbued with the religious rites and symbolism, just like the knights were. Uh-huh. And they were active for centuries before officially making their presence known as Freemasons in the early 18th century. Oh, that's a conspiracy all on its own. Right. Yep. Uh, there's a faction of scholars, explorers, and investors who believe that the knight's treasure, including the Holy Grail, mm-hmm. ended up in the money pit, money pit. Oh, the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail. The Holy Grail. The Holy Grail. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, what? so what do skeptics say? What do skeptics Tell me, what does a skeptic say? About what? About what's at the bottom of the money pit. I think that if it's down there, it's probably, there, maybe there's a chance that it's a burial. Hmm. That's a good thought. I haven't um, thought about that. But I don't know. I think I think that's possible. I don't think it's likely. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. The more I think about it, the more possible I think it is because people revere their dead like they revere their treasure sometimes. Sure. So I could see someone like saying, no, I do not want you to mess with my dead. Like, do not mess with the dead. This this is it. So maybe it's a, a tomb of some sort. Well, like, if you think about the um, the pyramids. Yeah. There were booby traps in those, right? right? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe. Uh, the mummy, the movie. Makes it look like there <laughs> maybe, is. Maybe I've just read too much, like, fiction. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea if there's uh, traps in there. It'd be cool if there was. That would be cool. But, uh, I don't know. I think that... I think that... I don't have enough of an idea to know what's down there. I don't think it's the Holy Grail. Oh, well, I don't think it's the Holy Grail either. I definitely... I tend to lean more towards the pirate idea because of the coconut shavings. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I think the coconut shavings definitely makes me think pirate because, like I said in the very beginning of this episode, mm-hmm. the pirates were notorious for being in the Caribbean yeah. for a reason. And it doesn't surprise me that they would come up to hide their wealth away from the Caribbean. Yeah, because why would you want to hide it where people know you are? Right. And why would you want to hide it where people don't normally want to sail? Work. You have you have a choice. You can sail in. You can sail with the warm breeze at your back, mm-hmm. or the blistering cold. Where would sure. you rather be? Right. Obviously, down in the warm. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, go hide your treasure in those places. Because a lot of people, like I, I kind of mentioned before, a lot of pirates didn't pirate for very long. Right. They pirated until, until they, they got what they money. wanted, mm-hmm. and then they stopped pirating and they went and moved to somewhere where nobody knew where they were, and they spent that wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would make sense that they might go up to the north and try to hide that wealth um, until they felt like they had enough. Just the only thing that the only thing that boggles my mind about this whole thing is why would someone make such an elaborately deep mm-hmm. hole, right? Unless it was enough enough for them to. I don't know. I just, I still feel like the pit is a big fuck you. Yeah. In a lot of ways, I feel like it's a big fuck you. And some pirate captain is rolling in his grave, laughing his ass off Mm -hmm. as people dig and find all these traps. And there are these little clues that are like, keep digging. You're going to get a little bit closer. Right. It just feels, it just feels right that it's just a hoax. Sure. So there are people out there who are more skeptical than you are about this one. Oh, yeah? Which is a surprise. And, like, the the skeptical um, theory about this, I was like, no, that doesn't make any sense. So they say that everything mysterious having to do with the money pit can be chalked up to natural processes. Uh-huh. Um, so apparently Nova Scotia is quite known for sinkholes. Sure. I didn't know that. But skeptics think that the money pit is actually just a massive sinkhole. But that doesn't fucking explain all the planks and shit. No, but, uh, I, I don't know. I could be real skeptical and say that maybe the Money Pit, why it's named the Money Pit, is is a place for uh, businesses to secretly launder their money. Oh, well, there. You know? Mm-hmm. And they're just out there digging a hole. Uh, he spent $60,000 out there doing yeah. that, but that $60,000 probably didn't just go to digging a hole. It went to other things. Sure, that actually kind of makes sense, I guess. My favorite theory, actually, I didn't talk about this exactly in the the pirate part of this, but um, there was a theory that kind of said that um, William Kidd and another pirate whose name I cannot remember, it was not Blackbeard, it was somebody else, had, like, essentially made this their bank vault, and they had both hidden treasure there. So what I like to believe is that William Kidd got caught, and the other pirate was like, it's mine. Because he knew how to get in. Okay. And so he went and he took all of the treasure and he left. Because he was like, that motherfucker told them that he buried his treasure out here in the middle of nowhere. So I'm going to go get all the treasure and move it. And that's why we didn't find anything. Because he knew how to get to it. Okay. He picked it all up. And, and he, he just, left. And he closed the door behind him? He closed the door behind him. And then people were like, what is this? And now it's kind of an elaborate joke because mm. there's nothing there anymore. Interesting. I like that theory. Huh. Yeah. Maybe there's another entrance. Ooh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, maybe there's another entrance and this is just a um, a ruse, right? Maybe yeah. they're, they did all this work to close this entrance, made it so that it was kind of visible. Uh-huh. And then, uh, and then from there, they went and they had 
Maybe they swam in. I'm not gonna lie, when I first started reading about this, my first thought was like, oh, this is gonna be chock full of aliens. Because there was like a big circular depression, uh-huh. and I was like, that's gonna be aliens, I just know it. Well, it was. No aliens. Not a single one. No aliens. Not one? Not one. Maybe it's witches. Maybe. They get their powers from aliens. Yes, I know. We established that. Yep. But, I don't know. I, I obviously, we don't have enough information. There, there was gold and something... Uh, actually, I'm not gonna lie, when you said they got to a certain point and some of the people started acting really strange, and then you're like, the guy stuck something in his pocket and, he's, and he left. And I was like, okay. And, and that was it. Yeah. No. <laughs> that was it. There was no, like, it's cursed and they're acting strange. Although, like, lots of people obviously believe it's cursed. We need one more death. And one more death. One more death. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it was said that it needs seven, so... It needs seven. Seven is a very, like, magically uh, inclined number. Yeah. So... Yeah. There you have it. There I you have it. I don't think we found any truth today, though. Sometimes... Oh, it was super interesting. Sometimes the journey is the truth. That's true. It was a good journey. And knowing... Or not knowing... Can be the truth. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that didn't make any sense at all. Okay. Okay. All right, you guys. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TTIS Podcast. If you like what you're, if you like what we are doing here, uh, if you could go on over to iTunes, jump on there, and give us a give us a review. It really helps us show up for other people to find us. Sure does. If you really like what you're doing, what we're doing here, like what you are doing, because this is for you. If you really like what we are doing for you, you can get more over on Patreon.com/TTISPodcast. If you have questions, comments, concerns, you can email us at the truth is somewhere podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Read the show notes. Corey puts a lot of work into those on the truth is somewhere.com. Eh, they're short. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. That have a good all. one. Bye bye.